When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Someone's parked the car right in the middle of where the bus was meant to park. So we've been stuck out here for the last couple of hours. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence, the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you, as always, for making your way here, checking out the series, the episode. Please do hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Uh, I do three new interviews every single week. Uh, You get a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists, discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, or YouTube for the video versions. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Midge Yure. We're going to be talking uh, to the uh, Ultravox and Visage frontman about, uh, well, he's on tour with Howard Jones, so we get the update on that. Um, In fact, uh, the last time that they were on tour, uh, I'm sorry, not the last time, the first time that they were on tour together was in 1989. Uh, Midge had a hit, a solo hit with the uh, the song Dear God. So uh, we're actually going to jump back to that album uh, quite a bit. It's called Answers to Nothing. Want to hear about that era. And that record also featured a duet with Kate Bush on the song Sister and Brother. So uh, Midge is going to tell us uh, how that collaboration came to be. And we'll also consider Kate Bush's genius and current success, of course, with uh, Running Up That Hill and Stranger Things. Uh, Midge also going to talk about performing his cover of The Man Who Sold the World live for the first time on this tour. His recent collaboration with Band Electronica and its ties to Craftwork uh, and uh, Peter Hook. And the three albums he has on the way that includes another solo album, second orchestrated collection, and an instrumental LP as well. So let's do it. He's on tour with Howard Jones. It's Kyle Meredith with Midjure. Hey, how are you? It's great over here. It's uh, it's so good to catch you uh, on tour right now. The with uh, with Howard Howard Jones out there. Uh, how, how's the how's the tour been going? It's been going incredibly well. Um, this is we've done five shows now, I think, um, and each show gets better. Uh, I think I think uh, my initial uh, trepidation about doing this tour because I, I've known Howard for a long time, and he asked me specifically about a year ago if I could do the tour with him. And uh, my big worry was, 
the formats that I'm doing the tour in. So I, I'm. It's only there are only two of us on stage. <laughs> we make we make a lot of noise, but there are only two of us. So I'm playing guitar and keys, and Howard has has loaned me his young keyboard player. Uh, and between the two of us, we make a we make a feral noise. But it's great fun. I have to say, it's been a. Uh, a real experience doing it so yeah i'm i'm thoroughly enjoying the whole thing yeah have, have has it has it forced you to do like the reevaluation on how the songs are are played live have you had to rework any of them not uh, not really i think because of the nature of the tour uh you know as howard said he wanted it he wanted it quality he wanted it very he wanted it electronic so it was leaning more towards uh, the electronic side of things so i've kept the set list Making it as difficult for Howard as possible, of course. Um, I've kept the set list. I can have Ultravox, Visage, and Solo Heavy. So there's quite a few Ultravox tracks in there that I know a lot of people out here would never have heard live. You know, Ultravox toured America you know, three or four times. Um, so but that was way back in the late 70s, early 80s. So for people to hear... Um, you know, classic ultravox tunes performed live. I've kept them as fairly authentic as possible. Um, as I said, I want to give Howard, I want to keep Howard up to scratch. So, so when he's coming on, he's he's got a bar, he's got he's got a, a level to hit, which of course he does every day. He does. He's really good at what he does. He's fantastic. So it's not much of a challenge for him. I had him on uh, recently, too, to talk. You know, he's got some great new music. And, and of course, what we did, uh, you know, taking the opportunity, uh, I think the first time that you all toured together was uh, was back in 89. And just kind of, uh, you know, remembering that time and, the, and that tour. Uh, you know, and I, I'll, be, I'll just throw the same thing out to you. Like, um, does anything come to mind when you when you think back to the first time that you all did that round? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, it's the first time I had ever gone out and done um, the sheds, as we lovingly called them, uh, kind of outdoor arenas. Um, and Howard was playing some huge places then, because he had the, the great good fortune of, of being commercially successful uh, here in the States. And uh, also folks were, were and are forever, uh, you know, kind of, you know, an alternative underground band. We never had to, never hit the same heady heights. So the idea of going out on tour uh, with Howard then was was fabulous. I mean, a, a full blown band, but I also had my own bus. So we never spent nearly as much time together as we're doing right now. We're sharing a bus right now. We're sharing a crew. You know, Howard's out. He's got Johnny's wife is here with him. They're, they're always together. I've known the two of them for a long time. So this is this is kind of like a vacation. <laughs> this, is, this isn't what I call work, but it's great fun. It's really good. So yeah, harking back to those days, it was um, it was fabulous. So I got to play the type of venues that Ultravox should have and possibly could have made it to, but because of technological restrictions back in the early 80s, we had to do five-hour sound checks. We had to sound check for nearly three times longer than we would play in order for the equipment to make sure that everything was working because everything was live, nothing was pre-recorded. So the logical step for Ultravox back then was after you play the larger theatres, you would open up for someone else. 
because you can't do that. You can't do that doing a five-hour sound check. So back then, 89, that was as close as I got to moving up the, the, the live ladder in America. Which is interesting, too, because you had sort of a minor hit in the country with uh, with Dear God at that time. I mean, that, that, that it must have at least felt like some sort of momentum at that time with, with, with what was coming off of that record. Absolutely. I mean, that, that was uh, the radio response to, to Dear God was fantastic, especially after the record label uh, uh, head of the record label flew down to the Caribbean where I was finishing the track and listened to it and said, it's a great track, but it'll never get played in American radio. I said, why? He said, well, it's got God in the title. I said, but God only knows, and the Beach Boys did pretty well with that. So, uh, so I was surprised um, because it wasn't it wasn't what I would have thought of as, you know, a, a classic alternative track. It was just it was a good song and it was a well made record. But for whatever reason, it resonated a lot uh, here in America. So yes, it was my it was my dabbling with a hit in America. It was the closest I could get, and it coincided really well with the tour. So the recognition factor was was really good. It uh, it was. It was fabulous to do. It's kind of interesting, too, because uh, uh, XTC with Dear God, that was a bit of a hit here in America. And, of course, Kate Bush was uh, coming off of her now world-conquering song with uh, Running Up That Hill, you know, Deal With God. It should I don't think it should have been that. So whoever your record person was was just wrong, I think, is what I'm getting at. I think he's probably no longer a record person. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I brought the, uh, Kate Bush, of course. I should bring up that you had done that duet with her as well, with uh, with sister and brother. Uh, do you keep like? Have you been keeping up with all of her success right now? Do you, Do you guys even communicate these days? I, I haven't spoken to Kate for a long time. She's very much a recluse. She keeps stuff to herself. Um, she she really doesn't play the uh, the kind of music star game. You know, she does, I don't think she's on social media. She's she's very much a, a, an insular person, a lovely person, fabulous, but she's chose not to go down that route. You don't see her on TV very often. You don't hear her doing interviews very often. Although she has done interviews recently talking about this strange turn of events uh, for her. A long overdue turn of events, I have to say. You know, Kate Bush has been a genius all her life. You know, she's she's she has created and manufactured music that none of us could dream of doing, uh, and it's an absolute you know pleasure to be a friend of hers and to have done that duet with her, which is wonderful. So to see an audience, a completely different audience, tag on to something that she did 35, 40 years ago, is just spectacular, because all the stuff that's deemed so important in the music industry, you know, the way you look, the age you are, the type of trainers you wear, are you wearing the right shirt? Have you got the right designer behind you? Have, you know, can you dance? All of that becomes irrelevant because all people heard was a great piece of music in a fantastic vehicle and a great television show. And it worked incredibly well. So well done, Kate. It's fantastic. Well, I, I, it's been nice seeing people that weren't aware of Kate finding some of those older songs. And hopefully that also means this one right here because uh, Sister and Brother, that's one of those ones that should be heard, you know, by tons of people as well. I mean, that's that's a great one you all did together. 
Well, I'm very proud of it. I mean, it was, it, you know, to have Kate Bush agree to perform, you know, on on one of your songs, is kind of like the ultimate pat on the back. It's the ultimate accolade. You know, that's it was I, when I went to the studio because I, I wasn't fortunate enough to be there when she did it. She did it in her own time in her own studio with my multi tracks, and she called up to say, uh, uh, "Well, I've, I've done. Would you like to come and hear what I've done?" I did I went to her studio? And they played this thing, and I expected to hear just Kate's voice, not this multi-tracked Kate choir like she did. So she'd obviously spent a huge amount of time doing this. Well, you know, I, I, I'll i only say this uh, poignantly and, and without projecting onto you and everything, but, um, you know, it's been it's been an emotional day, especially here in America, and uh, that answers to nothing on that record. I went back and listened to that one this morning, and that's one of those songs that... Uh, there's a lot of your songs that do that, but there, it, it's still, you have these songs that just continue to speak to moments, which I know for a lot of artists, that's got to be great to know that, you, you know, your songs continue to have legs and, and should be probably frustrating for some of them at the same time. Do, do, you, do you have that relationship with your music? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, any writer wants to write about what affects them, you know, what you see and read and feel and experience. And all those songs over the years, uh, you know, and maybe not initially. I mean, I think you, as a writer, you you grow. You know, it's just sad that some of the subject matter I'm writing about now is the same subject matter I wrote about 40 years ago. You know, as you say, you know, answers to nothing. You know, dancing with tears, mice. Uh, you know, the, the as, as a species, we don't seem to grow up very well. We get older, but we don't seem to learn an awful lot, you know, and just even seeing news is on, you know, today, what's happened today, and you think, oh, please, you know, it's just crazy. Uh, we seem to be running around far more interested in beating other people up because of their religion or their colour or, you know, their language or things we don't understand and choose not to understand so it's kind of sad it's a double-edged sword isn't it you know it's great to see that the songs are still relevant but it's sad to see the songs are still relevant that's exactly it shout out to uh, astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples uh, I, I live in kentucky in the midwest and allergies yeah i suffer when i say i suffer from allergies i suffer from allergies and around here everyone i know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray 
that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well, that record, uh, you know, I, I don't know why I'm really putting a lot of concentration on that one, other than I know it ties in with the last time that you and Howard tour, but it's been a powerful record for me lately. So I'm just kind of throwing out that, you know, thank you for making the arts that you have made. Thank you for still listening to it. That's great. Yeah. And, uh, and, and sort of with that in mind, I mean, they, you know, it's 40th anniversary of um, Ultravox's quartet uh, with the, uh, the Anvil records also, which was the funny thing about you. you. You get certain years there and you've got so many anniversaries from so many different bands. That's a <laughs> man who sold the world. You know, I've got Bowie over my shoulder right here. That's that, that came out in 82. Do you, do you take the moments like this tour? Are you putting any concentration on any of that stuff specifically because of the anniversaries? Not necessarily because of the anniversaries. I think you're more aware of the anniversaries than I am. <laughs> I think it's, it's funny. You, you see the odd tweets or the odd message by people who, who focus on that stuff. And you say, again, oh, wow, was it that, that amount of time ago? I am dreadful with time scales. You know, everything to me happens, you know, three years ago, five years ago. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I try not to live in the past. But saying that, um, the set that I'm doing on this tour is very much rooted in the past. And I've dug out Man of Soul the World. And I'm doing first ever uh, live interpretation of it. Um, uh, on on this on the, in this set, I just thought it was it was kind of relevant, and especially it's as, well. as it's thank you, thank you. See, <laughs> we got the seal of approval here from the master. So um, so yeah, it's 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 good because the tour dictates that's maybe what you should be playing, you know. Rather than, and I, and as, as as I told Howard, I'm going to try and make it as difficult for him to follow as possible. Yes. So I'm putting in as many well-known tunes as as America would, would know. <laughs> so uh, so uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, not necessarily because of the anniversaries, but because I think the tracks are maybe more relevant to this particular tour. We all want to make this tour the best two that we could possibly make it so the two of you all being human jukeboxes as you are that's uh, it is a hell of a bill well we're not just the jukeboxes we built the jukeboxes <laughs> we manufactured and designed <laughs> um 
Since the past, what, what about the new stuff? How's that being represented? I mean, uh, what recently was it last year? You did uh, you did uh, Das Beat with Band Electronica. Uh, and I, I know you've did. got some stuff in the work, but uh, is are, are you bringing that stuff out? And actually, I would love to hear about that track as well, if you don't mind. Well, I was, um, a, a weird, weirdly, um, it was uh, Wolfgang Fleur, who was one of the original percussionists in, in Kraftwerk, uh, came to see uh, Band Electronica uh, touring on the 1980 tour. Uh, uh, we, we performed the entire Vienna album and selections of the first Visage album, which again, had never performed live. And he came to see it in, uh, in Dusseldorf, uh, where they're based. And of course, it's like, it's like I don't know, it's like a, a demigod coming to see you. You know, if you're into electronic music, he's one of the guys who started all this. Um, and uh, he, he took me aside and said, "Look, I'm, I'm making an album, and I'm doing stuff with like Peter Hook from, you know, uh, you know the, the New Order and stuff like that." So he said, uh, "Would you write some? Would, could we work on something together? You know, maybe you could write something." And I said, "Yeah, I'd be an honor. It'd be great." You know, so a couple of days later, with this running around my head, I thought, "Well, as a kind of pastiche to." the movie and television show Das Boot about the German, you know, submarine. I thought, well, he's the beat master. The Das Beat is a great thing to call it. You know, he's, and I tried explaining it to him and he said, well, I don't understand. I said, well, of course you don't understand because you are the one that we all revere and you are the guy who played all those fantastic rhythms on the Crapper stuff that we cut our teeth on, that we learned everything we know from. So this beat, the idea that it's the beat, it's the rhythm, irrespective of what language or country or what religion you are, we all dance, we all move to a certain beat, different beats. So I kind of sold them on the idea of doing that. And within a day or two, I'd kind of written the song and done the, done the track. When I got home, I'd just knocked up the track quite quickly and sent it to him. And uh, and then he he said, well, he said, well, I've got these ideas lyrically and musically, and we ended up putting out two different versions of the same same song, his version on his album and my version, uh, which is which is great. It's just great that a piece of music can be as malleable as that and take take on different forms. Mm. It's fun to listen to. Uh- Agreeing with everything you said, it's also just very fun to listen to. <laughs> it's fun to listen to. It's it's pure electronic pop, and it's not something I do very often. But I, I suppose I was like a school kid, you know, indulging myself, you know, just doing a very craftwork esque stroke. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard the song uh, "Pop Music" mm-hmm. by the band M. It's got very much that kind of pop thing. Once you've heard the chorus a couple of times. Uh, as the Germans call it, it's an earworm. It, you can't get it out your head. So yeah, it was fun to do. I have to say, it's very, very different from the stuff that I'm doing for myself. But it was great to del- that delve into that world for a while. Pretend I was in craft work. Well, I'd love to hear about that other stuff too, because I guess you've got multiple things in the work right now. Uh, another orchestrated record. Um, what uh, a solo album? Is that what you're talking about as well? There's a solo album that's been in the it's been on the go for the last three or four years, um, very slow, and uh, we started dabbling with uh, a, a follow-up to the orchestrated album, 
uh, which takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of money to to do it. It's not. It's not. It's a. It's a labour of love. I think that. But in the meantime, during lockdown, I I again indulge myself. I've always I've always made instrumental music. Just about every album I've put out has had an instrumental track on it. So I I jumped in with both feet and I've written an entire instrumental album, which I'm extremely proud of. Uh, nobody's heard it yet, so uh, maybe they won't be as proud of it as I am. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed the process. It's kind of like wearing a different hat in the studio. It's not like writing songs. Uh, it's more like writing film soundtrack music, uh, which I've done in the past as well. So I've done that, and that's now complete. So I finished that one. The last one to start is the first one that I finished. Go figure. It's crazy. Uh, do you mind if I ask, like, musically, uh, what's the direction that you're kind of going on with, it, with with this stuff right here? Like, what what's it going to sound like to us? It's going to sound like me, uh, and that, that's all I can sound like. I mean, I, I, tr- I try and avoid the trap of, you know, jumping on whatever the current bandwagon is. So I've, I've never done the dance remix thing. You know, I've done 12-inch mixes. That's, we used to do that a lot back in the, back in the 80s. Uh, but I've never jumped on the, I'm going to get this cool DJ to remix my album. Because in my mind, they just don't work. The artist knows what the thing should sound like more than anybody else on the planet. You know, if, if you're depending on having a, a, building a team around you to make, uh, make your ideas work, ideas get watered down. They get filtered by the more people you use, the less of your original idea there is. And sometimes that can be a good thing. Uh, Sometimes for me, it doesn't really work. I'm quite happy following my own little path. So I won't be able to describe what it'll sound like. It won't be a million miles away from the Fragile album, but it'll be a few steps on from this Fragile album. So um, I, I can't really tell you. Well, I'm so happy that you've been following your own path this whole time. I could say oh, that. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Such a fan of what you do. And, uh, and, and honestly, with being a fan of you, we, we feel spoiled a lot with uh, just as much as you produced out there. So keep it coming, man. Keep it coming. Uh, well, I, I intend to, as long as, as long as good health uh, comes my way, as long as I wake up in the morning, I'll be carrying on making music. <laughs> well, Mitch, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it, especially, you know, while you're in the middle of the tour and everything. So uh, uh, I hope you, you and Howard are having the best time out there. I, I, I really hope to catch one of these shows myself. So uh, thanks so much for, uh, for taking the time to talk today. Kyle, it's been an absolute pleasure. My thanks to Midjur again on tour uh, this summer with Howard Jones with lots of new music, it sounds like, on the way as well. Thanks to you, too, for uh, not you, too. I mean, thanks to you, too. I love that band. Uh, but thanks to you as well for uh, checking out the episode in the series. I do hope you hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. Again, three new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes, Apple Podcast, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the old social media spots as well. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. 
Consequence Podcast Network. Well, the, the, the bus has just started moving, so maybe we're going to a different hotel. I don't know. <laughs> it's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.